This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Welcome to another episode of Business by the Numbers. I'm your host, Hundemers, CPA with Parmelis and Associates. When I first started, I had a number of clients that didn't take credit cards. You know, back when I first started, there was a lot of places that you couldn't use a credit card. Or I remember this gas station by me that you could use a credit card, but nothing for less than $10. Why? I don't know. And I feel like that that was a very common thing to see. Flash forward to today, I have several shops that only take credit cards. However, how much is this really costing you? And does it make sense to transfer that cost onto your customer is exactly what we're going to talk about this week. Before we get into that, I want to have a quick word from our partners who make business by the numbers possible. Hey, did you know NapaTrax has on-site training plus six days a week support? It all starts when a local representative meets you to learn about your business and how you run it. After all, it's your shop, so it's your choice. Let us prove to you that Trax is the single best shop management system in the business. Visit them online at NapaTrax.com. That's N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. If you're looking for a full-service staffing solution that does everything from sourcing, qualifying, creating job descriptions, scheduling interviews, to negotiating job offers, Promotive is your answer. GoPromotive.com. If you really want to stir the pot, go into one of those shop owners groups. We're all in those. We all see those things and some of the discussions that come on certain topics. And this is one of them. You'll really see two sides of this. You'll see the guy saying, I would never charge my customers anything like that. And the other side of it, of course I am. I'm not going to pay that. Why are you guys allowing profit to slip out of your business? And honestly, this somewhere in between of, hey, don't even ask that stuff. It's like coming in here and asking if customers can bring their own parts beaten like a dead horse. I don't want to talk about it anymore. The good news for you and specifically this week, because I feel like I buried the lead a lot on this, is this is the right place. I like to share this stuff because I feel like a lot of times people ask great questions and people give a lot of what I'll say great opinions back. But a lot of times people don't even answer the question. Like, what are other shops doing out there? And I will be explicitly clear on this. 99.9% of my clients, maybe not 9.9, but a lot, almost all of them, 99.9% of them do not charge for credit card fees in an official basis. There's not a line item for it. They don't transfer that cost onto the consumer. It is just their cost. Over the years, I've had a lot that have tried different creative solutions, and we'll talk about those here in a little bit. Inevitably, almost all of them go back to not charging for this. The biggest reason why almost all of these are really pretty much all the people that tried this went back and took a step back on this and no longer charged this or added a separate line of money invoice is really just pushback from their clients. And really, uh, this is not in a certain area, certain kinds of shop. This is all different kinds of shop, new shops, old shops, good reputation, you know, longstanding the community where you think that they would have a lot of connection with clients to be able to say, hey, this is what it is. Like, this is something that we've always been charged. It's becoming a more and more prevalent thing. It's getting very expensive and I have to transfer that cost. Customers don't want to see it. They don't want to hear it. They just don't care. It's something that really just gets people going. And a lot of people have realized, hey, 
why are we going to do this? I'm just going to increase all of my prices by 3%. So essentially, I'm charging everyone for credit card fees. If you end up raising all of your prices by 3%, you've done the math on it. Everyone is going to be paying essentially that 3% credit card fee that you had on there without even knowing it. And I think that's really the bigger issue here. It's not the cost. I don't think that anyone says, hey, I don't think that you're really paying this. I think this is a profit center for you. People just don't want to see it. People would much rather pay something that is a $103 with no credit card fees and something that was 100 with a 3% credit card fee. A lot of pricing and positioning and really marketing in general has everything to do with this. Think about how many times have you seen something online where you're like, ooh, $20 for shipping? I'm going to buy from somewhere else where they have free shipping. Now, what a lot of people don't realize is, hey, that one that's free shipping is $125. I bought that other one for $100 and paid the shipping charge of $20. It would still be cheaper. But again, that's another thing that people are kind of mentally against. Of, I don't want to pay for shipping. We'll blame Amazon for that one. Even though I just told you that almost no one is doing this and the people that have have had some pushback on it, there's still people out there that charge it. And I've seen people or talk to them second, third hand, and they've had reasonable success with this. And as we've known, and as we talk about all the time on this show, there is no not one way to do this. Your customers are different than my customers. Your customers are probably even different than a guy down the street. And you need to do what's best for your business. And when it comes to credit card fees or charging for credit card processing fees, there's really two major options. The first one is the classical one that we've been talking about. Most credit card companies charge credit card processing fees around 2.5%. Seen 2.2, 2.6, 2.4. And realistically for yours, it's probably going to be a little bit higher, a little bit lower. Because it's not usually Visa, American Express, Discover, Amex. They usually all have different rates. So depending on what people are using, it's going to be how much they're charging. Some companies say, hey, it's a flat no matter what it is. And also some people have better rates than others. Usually, though, you have about two and a half percent. If it's higher than that, then maybe it comes with some other stuff like integration with your shop management software, text messaging features. And if it's lower than that, maybe it doesn't have those or it has slower deposits times. But if you're not having any difficulty with deposits, chargebacks, or just overall customer service, there's generally not that person out there that can just save you a lot of money on just your rates. And be very careful with this one because I've seen this happen a couple times and I'm not going to name any companies on people that were doing this because I don't know the whole story. I don't know if this was maliciously or if it was an accident, but I've seen credit card companies go out there and do the old bait and switch. They approach me. Let's say I have a shop here and they call me up and they say, hey, hon, do you take credit cards? Of course I do. Everyone takes credit cards. How much are you paying? And a lot of people don't really know this rate, but I'm going to pretend like I run a shop and I do. So I'll say about 2.6%. So what they'll tell me is they say, Hunt, boy, do we have good news for you. We are going to probably cut your rate in half, probably around 1.2, 1.3% when you go with us. Sounds too good to be true. And generally it is. What these guys do sometimes is instead of calling you an auto repair facility, maybe they call you a gas station. Gas stations pay lower rates because they have more volume. If you have, you know, even five or six pumps, you could probably be charging out three, four, five million dollars a year in just gasoline sales. So for that reason, they're willing to take less. 
Now, what happens here if they do classify you as a gas station and you, in fact, are not a gas station? They're going to find out eventually. Might not be tomorrow, might not be next month, might not even be this year, but they're not stupid. You're messing around with their money and they have whole departments that are just looking for this. And no, it's not something where they're going to go and backcharge you or really something that they're going to get very mad at you specifically about because you had nothing to do with it. The credit card processing company does. How do they figure it out? Hey, if they go down and they look through your transactions, they're saying, why is Hunt's auto repair charging 600, 800, 1400, 1200, 3900? That seems like a lot of gas. They look into it more. Man, this isn't a gas station whatsoever. And what ends up happening? My rate goes right back up to where it was before, maybe even worse. Be very careful about this. If someone's promising you outrageously low rates, there's probably a reason behind it. There's really not that secret sauce. And if there was, I would tell you guys about it. And if you do have that secret sauce and you do want to share it with the world, hey, shoot me an email. Love to hear it. But from my firsthand experience, it just doesn't exist. So most people are doing this, put a separate line item, depending on what shop management software and how you do this. Essentially, you're adding a line item just like shop supplies and saying, hey, credit card processing fee, 3%, and it takes it on 3% of the whole invoice that takes the, my customer's bill from 100. Now you owe me 103. You run your card, charges it, and the rest is history. Now, in some industries, this is very customary. If you go and you look, if you want to pay your mortgage via credit cards, you can. But what is that mortgage company going to charge you? They're going to charge you 3% for the luxury to do so, not 3.5% on it. So not only will they say, hey, we'll take it, but they're probably making money on that a little bit as well, too. Same thing with taxes. Now, IRS doesn't really have this option, but a lot of states do because you can pay them online. You can pay your Maryland in income taxes online and with a credit card, again, going to charge you a fee. And I believe Maryland charges 5% for that. Now, there's other industries. Construction's a big one. Construction, almost no one uses credit cards for large purchases. Hey, if I have a framer come out there and he charges me $26,000, if I call up and I say, hey, can I use a credit card? They will laugh at me. Now, again, there is credit card use. A lot of this, you know, commercial sector of stuff, they are using credit cards, but you better believe they are going to charge a fee if you are going to do so. Why are we seeing that? Why are these ones saying, hey, you know what? There's a fee and probably not a whole lot of people are getting mad about that. These are all generally larger dollar amounts, larger than what we're talking about and easy alternatives. Hey, you just finished framing my house. Send me a check. That's fine. I don't need it yesterday. Send me a check or I'll swing by to grab it. And that's going to charge me zero money. Your mortgage. Hey, if you don't want to use a credit card, put in your bank account. We'll draft it. That's free for us and free for you. We're giving you alternatives. This is enough money we care about. If you do want to use a credit card and we're going to have to take less money, we're not going to. You are. NapaTrax has made selecting the right shop management system easy by offering the industry's best, most comprehensive SMS. It all starts when a local representative meets with you to learn about your business and how you need to run it. After all, it's your shop, so it's your choice, and having a local representation is a huge plus. Customizing tracks to your business, whether you're a one-person shop or a large multi-bay or multi-location company, our representative consults with you to help optimize your shop's workflow, efficiency, and profitability. And unlike the other guys, we'll be there for you after installation with the best training and support in the business with a learning management system tailored to each role in your company. Simply put, Trax was designed and built for shop owners just like you. Visit us on the web at napatrax.com. That's N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S.com.
Are you tired of spending endless hours searching for the perfect talent to join your team? Promotive is your full-service automotive staffing solution. At Promotive, we believe in being more than just a recruiting agency. We become an extension of your team, working tirelessly to ensure we place the right talent with the right shops. With our always-be-recruiting mindset, we're constantly seeking out the best professionals in the industry. We manage 90-95% to of the recruiting process, taking the burden off your shoulders. When you partner with Promotive, you gain a dedicated recruiter and account manager who will work closely with you, understanding your unique requirements and seeking out candidates who fit seamlessly into your shop's culture. We'll ensure that every candidate we present is thoroughly vetted and aligned with your needs. With Promotive, you'll have a peace of mind knowing that we're handling the recruitment process with expertise and precision. We don't just match resumes, we match character, culture, and long-term success. Visit our website at gopromotive.com today and experience the power of Promotive's expertise and dedication. Together, we'll build a stronger and more successful team. Like I said before, the feedback when people were doing this was not good. And a lot of times I get my clients ask me, hey, what are your thoughts about this? What are other shops doing? And the first question I always ask back to people is I say, hey, you are not self-employed in every aspect of your life. You are not a business owner in every setting. Honestly, for most of your life, you are the consumer. You are the customer on it. It's only in your own business that you are not the customer. How do you feel when you go places and you pay a credit card fee? And I went back to my clients a lot and I say, hey, how about if I started charging you a credit card fee if I you know, took credit card? I wouldn't be too happy about that. We don't charge credit card fees. And right there, my client answered my question. And that is what I always tell people. And this is not just for credit card fees. This is anything. Sometimes you need to step back and say, hey, what if I was that customer? Maybe a shop is too close for you, but turn it into another type of trade or professional service. It all comes down to put yourself in your customer's shoes. How would you feel if you were on the other side of the counter? Not just something for credit card fees. That's really any different things. You are no different, maybe in some aspect auto repair, because you know how long it should take, what that part actually costs and stuff like that. But a lot of this is just kind of psychology of the overall transaction. Your feelings, your friend's feelings, your family's feelings. Ask your parents, ask your kids, ask your brothers, ask your relatives. Hey, how would you feel if you're in their shoes? You'll probably get a pretty good snapshot of your actual customer's demographics. The other way to do this is probably the only other way. And this is one that I've gotten a handful of times over the years. People ask me about this and some of them have actually went to meetings with some of these salespeople. And the overall idea is they call you up and they say, hey, XYZ customer, how much are you paying on credit card fees? Oh, two and a half percent. They ask you how much your sales are and they essentially come back and say, hey, you are paying about $22,000. What if I told you I could save you $22,000 today? Would you like to hear more? These guys are good at what they do. They're selling. Now, they're just kind of omitting a little bit of uh, some pertinent details. What is really going to go on here once you do accept the meeting and they come down to you is they're saying, hey, that $25,000 that you're spending on credit card fees, we are still going to get. We're just not going to get it from you. We're going to get it from your customers. That's the big difference there of what goes on. Instead of that person coming into your shop and having a 3% light on them for credit card processing fees on their invoice, they are going to go and they're going to say, all right, that is going to be a $100 bill. And here, put it into my card. By the way, just like an ATM, all the fees associated with the credit card are on you. They swiped a card, they pay 103, you get 100 just like you did before. In essence, it is saving you money. It is not saving everyone money. It's kind of transferring that cost again to the customer in maybe a little bit more of abrasive way. 
I don't know. I think that's almost a little bit weirder when that kind of happens. And I've been to businesses where that has happened before. Again, maybe it's not as in your face about it, but you're still kind of like, oh, this is kind of weird. Am I really feeling comfortable about this business? If they're kind of trying to nickel and dime me like this, people just don't want to see this. They don't want it on their invoice. And this is the first of the two major reasons why I have not seen a whole lot of success. Personal feelings, you can already hear I'm against this, but also a lot of this is sharing firsthand kind of feedback from clients that have already tried some of these methods. But the big one is, is people questioning the invoice. And if they see the credit card processing and that kind of sets them off, so they go in and start comparing other pricing and just really get an overall bad taste in their mouth. If they start going or they start asking, hey, what are these shop supplies fees? Why am I paying for that? And I have to kind of address that because this is an argument that I've seen put out there a lot. Hey, why is it any different? Charging for shop supplies seems to be a widely regarded and almost unanimous support for why the exact opposite for credit card fees. And really, there's a couple major reasons, but the big ones here is shop supplies are unavoidable. If a customer comes in and I'm going to be working on their vehicle, am I just going to say I'm not going to use any brake clean or any rags or spill cleanup or whatever you're charging for your shop supply fees? No, you're not going to tell me how to run my business and I'm going to use this stuff and I'm just going to eat it. Credit card, on the other hand, is, hey, you could have given me a $100 bill and we would have been done. Instead, you want to use a credit card. And so this is an avoidable event and an avoidable cost. Another thing is, let's be honest, is just industry norms. It's kind of a cop-out answer when you say, hey, that's just how everyone does it. But there are some things as far as it relates to customer and customer relations, it's just very true. Does Target charge you for credit card processing fees? No, of course not. Then you would probably be pretty upset if they did. Some other things like we talked about before do charge credit card fees and no one's really shocked by it. Mortgage, taxes, large purchases, construction. But for as of right now, most shops are not doing it. If you are going to do this, you are going to stick out from the crowd and it's probably not an aspect or a badge that you want to wear with pride. Again, if you want to do this, go for this, do this. It's your business. You need to do what makes sense to you on this. I'm just trying to share my point of view as a customer first and also as an accountant that works with hundreds if not thousands of auto repair shops and love talking about this stuff when a lot of this stuff is right for my clients does this have anything to do with financials no but it kind of deepens my understanding of the industry and allows me to help other people better when i can truly answer this firsthand hey i'm about to do this have you ever experienced this no but this client has and sometimes i say hey you know what here let me paraphrase the short answer of what he gave he said he didn't like that because of this this and this pretty cut and dry. A lot of times things are a bit more in detail than that. And I say, hey, you know what? Why don't you just talk to my client? There's no reason for us to play telephone, me to misconstrue this. And sometimes it's stuff I have absolutely no idea what they're talking about and pretty technical. So I say, you guys talk and leave me out of this. So you could go down 50 different reasons of why people are annoyed by what it's going to do and how it's going to make them feel. But really, the other major aspect of this is what are we incentivizing them to do? If we're going to penalize them to do something, then that means we're probably pushing them towards an alternative. Because if there was no alternative, then you wouldn't just charge a fee on everything because that would be exactly the same as just raising your prices. So essentially, you're pushing them to pay cash or pay with a check. A lot of people don't want cash. Cash can be stolen. Cash can be put in a service advisor's pocket. Cash has to be taken to a bank to be deposited on this. Some banks are even charging now to deposit cash. A lot of people just don't want cash and the government is no different as we'll talk about a little bit later. The other option is far worse and I don't even think most of you guys currently take this or I know a lot of my clients have stopped is personal checks. 
A, who uses personal checks anymore? Most of my generation probably doesn't even have a checkbook. I still do. They care, stuff like that. You always need a checkbook and probably date myself by saying that. But honestly, a lot of people have stopped because you don't know if that check's good or bad. Hey, great. Mr. Smith just gave me $500 check. It's worth nothing if my bank says, hey, there's no money in here. Again, by charging for these fees, are we actually pushing them down a road that might even end up costing us more than 2 3%. Like I kind of alluded to before is where is all the cash going? Cash, if you go to a sporting event, if you go to an amusement park, trying to think of firsthand places I've been recently where you can't use cash. And even a lot of stuff where it's like, I don't even use cash that much. But if I'm at an amusement park and I want to play one of the games of you want to throw this softball into a milk carton to win a prize always been a cash thing. Carney that has, you know, a huge wad of cash. Nope. Swipe a credit card. Now, kind of dangerous because at least before I could tell my kids, hey, we're out of money. Can't really do that with a credit card because they still think for whatever reason that's just unlimited. But cash is in quickly going out of style. There is even a bank by me and a big bank, PNC Bank, where the tellers do not give out cash anymore. You have to get money from the ATM. Like I talked about before, several of my clients, their bank actually charges them to deposit cash. Cash has no paper trail. And so the government has long been trying to figure out a way to trace this. But even better, let's try and just get rid of it altogether. And that's really what is going on here. But a bigger issue of why cash is going away is no one makes any money off of cash. If I have $100 and I want to pass that $100, going to buy it from my friend's business. He's going to buy from someone else. They're going to pay it to Walmart. Walmart's going to pay it to one of their employees. You name it. It goes around to 10 different parties. At the end of that, that $100 bill is still there intact in full, and there's been nothing taken out of it. It holds its value. On the other hand, we have credit cards. If you have a credit card, imagine that transaction going 10 times. First transaction, next person gets 97, Chase gets three bucks. Next person gets 94, American Express gets three bucks. You get the idea here. At the end of this, probably left with about $75. And that means that $75 is still left after 10 transactions. And the credit card companies have gotten a quarter of that money. Now, that's only 10 transactions. Imagine how many transactions you do in a day, a week, a month. And then how many times that money gets passed around. At the end of this, if you keep on saying, hey, if everything has a 3% charge, you can see a world where some point the banks have all of the money or the large majority of it because everything goes to them. It's like a dealer taking a rake of a big pot. Hey, if there's a thousand dollar pot, the house is going to get their cut and then everything else. That's one of the ways that Vegas makes their money. They got plenty of other ways to make it, but getting a little bit of cut of every single pot that goes down through, like we talked about, is not really that much different than the credit card companies getting a little cut from every single transaction. So it's not all doom and gloom, and I don't want to leave you with kind of the feeling that, hey, are we going to 1984 or maybe even a world worse than that? And it's not all bad. And actually, Congress is doing one thing that will really help small businesses. Probably not their intent, but it will probably help the average shop out there. And that is possibly getting rid of these credit card processing fees that we're talking about. Currently in Congress, they're debating, and it didn't start in the credit card processing fees, It started that Congress wanted to crack down on the amount that they could charge for late fees, interest, balance transfers, and stuff like that, where they felt like that they were kind of gouging people. And because of the rise of the amount of credit cards, they were really leaving people with no option. Now, you can get into the merits of that. People did sign up for this. People did read or hopefully should have read the paperwork. Hey, if you do not pay us, you're going to be charged of this. But that's a separate conversation whatsoever. 
Now, what really kind of sped this up is the bigger boys jumping into this fray, Amazon, Walmart, Target, the people that pay millions and probably even billions of credit card processing fees every year. Imagine if your shop paid 25 grand in a year, how much do you think that Amazon is paying in a single day? It has to be outrageous. And so they heard this and they said, hey, you know what? While we're at it, you guys need to get rid of these credit card fees. These are outrageous. We don't think that this is going to be something where they just say, okay, we're just going to get rid of that aspect of our business. All of these big credit card companies have other arms of this, so it's not like that they're going to go broke. Probably, probably won't go away. It would just be significantly reduced. But these are two really big players here. And the credit card companies have said, hey, you know what? If you guys want to do all of this and we have to somewhat even agree to this, that's the end of rewards. Even if we don't significantly drop our processing rates, if we get rid of some of these fees and stuff like that, rewards as we know it are done. And so what that means is if you're a big spender and you're not self-employed, this is probably not good news. Maybe you live and maybe you travel off of your Amex rewards. But if you are self-employed or if you have something where you are paying any number of credit card processing fees, this will probably end up saving you money. The argument on the other side is, hey, if we do this, people will lower their prices because they no longer have to pay their credit card fees. I truly don't think that's a fact. People generally don't lower their prices, but it really will help out self-employed individuals because you no longer have one pretty sizable overhead expense on a monthly basis. Will this all work out? Will the credit card companies say, hey, we're going to get rid of that, get rid of rewards, and it's all free? It's probably not going to happen like that. And it's really hard to say, but there seems to be a pretty big push and from both sides of this with some pretty big players. So we'll just have to see how it plays out. Either way, we're in a world that doesn't have a physical currency or doesn't have a physical currency on the horizon as it's currently trending. And that aspect of this probably makes everyone feel a little bit uneasy, but I don't think it's a future that we could really do a whole lot to change at this point. Please share this with friends. I hope this was helpful and probably helpful to people outside of the industry as well, too. If you have any questions, comments, ideas, or if you do have that magic solution to get rid of credit card fees once and for all, shoot me an email at podcast at parmelis.com. Thanks again for listening on the Aftermarket Radio Network. You can find all shows on aftermarketradionetwork.com and on your favorite podcast listing apps. Thanks again for joining me on Business by the Numbers. Stay safe out there, and I will talk to you all next week. You've been listening to Business by the Numbers with Hunt Demarest on the Aftermarket Radio Network. Follow Hunt on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Hunt is all for advancing the aftermarket.